1: Greetings and salutations, Commodore. Hey, how's it going?
2: Hey, was going really good until Sunday around 7:45 p.m. and then. Oh God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't. You know, the only match I didn't watch of that was the pre-show match. Uh, I forgot to go back and watch it because I didn't start it. Well, I was ready to go for work about 20 minutes at 10. I like to leave at 10 o'clock for my 11 o'clock shift. Give me time to take my time getting there, getting in the building, get myself set up so I can replace my uh, the person I'm replacing. And right. you know, technically, we I technically I log in at like quarter of the hour. So I was like, well, I'll watch the uh, Money in the Bank women's ladder match because that was the opening match. And um, <sighs> uh, good God, this is my note. It says, no matter what they do on SmackDown to fix this. It will always go down that this first historic woman's Money in the Bank ladder match ends when a man retrieves the briefcase and throws it down to his girlfriend, forever tarnishing the match. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean that sums it up. The match wasn't even that good, anyways, let's let's just no, go with that.
2: There were there were a couple parts that I thought were decent. Which were, you know, you knew that Charlotte was gonna do something crazy off the ropes to the floor and she did.
1: Yep, yeah, she did. That was pretty spectacular. I but agree.
2: No one no one made full use of the ladder to do moves.
1: No, even when That was
2: kind of expecting
1: even when uh, uh James Ellsworth dumped Becky Lynch off the ladder, she wasn't at the top. She like took two steps yeah. down and she jumped she dropped maybe she dropped from less than the height of the top rope. To hit the top rope. You know what mm, I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I wasn't impressed at all with this pay-per-view as a whole.
2: No. There there was like one half hour that I was excited about. Um, and and that's about it.
1: The, my favorite thing about this whole pay-per-view was the fact that Roman's Rain, Roman Reigns wasn't on it. So, I mean that was good, right? No.
2: You, but. you know what? What? I'll put it like this. Yeah. This pay-per-view was so bad. Yep. Putting Roman Reigns on it may have made it better.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh moving right along, so we can talk about this as, as little as possible to be honest, but just like yeah. moving right along. The uh, the tag titles match, New Day wins by count out when the Usos walked Garbage. out. Okay, I'll say this. I like the finish because it's I, the first... See, I like it because it's the first time they've ever wrestled. It keeps the feud going. No one's giving it a clean pin on each other. For storyline-wise, I like it. The match itself was a it's terrible.
2: Okay. I agree with you that the finish was a good move, but after the garbage ending of the first match, yeah. you needed to have an actual finish.
1: Well... I guess that, that okay. was my.
2: Thing. I get you, what you said. Yep. You have a bullshit finish to the first match. Yep. And now you have a bullshit finish to the second match. Yep. And it's one of those, well, I can already see everything else that's going to happen from the, the rest of the night. Yeah. So why even bother getting invested in anything? You know?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: the, you're right. The match was a the match was total botch fest.
1: Oh, it was, it was just a bad match. Bad match. Uh, the Usos looked terrible. New Day didn't look good. Them working over Kofi's back the whole time was ridiculous because of, you know, near the end when all of a sudden he had Superman-like skills and it didn't bother him. And
2: Yep. <sighs> um, just, oh, uh, before we go on, I, I do want to say one thing. Yep. Uh, about the women's uh, ladder match. Yep. I... I do think Carmella was the right choice to win. What? And I'll put it like this.
1: Because she can be obnoxious with it to the point you hate her?
2: That's part of it. Yeah. And I mean – and she proved it during the women's title match where she comes down like all high and mighty with the referee about to hand yep. it over. And then she's like, nah, and walks away. Yeah. But look, Charlotte doesn't need this. She'll win the belt without it. Yeah. Becky Lynch doesn't need it. She could win the belt without it. Yeah. Tamina, no one cares. So putting it on her, yeah, uh, it wouldn't really do anything. She has no real heat either way. Right. And Natalia, it's another one like, yep. meh. You know. So a- out of everyone in the match, yeah, it makes the most sense to put it, you know, put it on Carmella.
1: Hard to argue with that. But that's some good logic you got going on.
2: You know, I mean, also she is, I guess, the most rookieish of them all. So it gives her, you know, a way to elevate herself a little bit more, too.
1: Yeah, and it helps build her along without with, – yeah. Okay. I, okay. I still think the match was, match was terrible and I hate oh, the
2: finish. Oh, no, no, no. I, I 100% agree. Like, I think,
1: seriously, no matter think? who won that match, the fact that none of the competitors in the match retrieved the briefcase. I right. mean like you could, go one, you could go with saying, oh, what, they didn't think that the woman could do it? I mean, like, there's so many no, things that could be said or done or whatever. and But having someone not in the match retrieve the briefcase and hand it to his, you know, like, that was just yeah. – that's just garbage. That's not, oh, now they have so much heat. She didn't even win it herself, blah, blah, blah. It's just garbage. It takes away from everything that they yep. work so hard on doing.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: It really and truly just does – Just it just – such garbage
2: yep such Um, garbage speaking of working over Kofi's back for him to be Superman at the end what did you think of Naomi taking an ass kicking for an entire match and then hitting one move and popping up like she's perfectly fine when she wins
1: okay so I will say this when it comes to the women's title match Obviously, Naomi won when she submitted Lana. Visually, I thought Lana looked great. I enjoyed her outfit, her ring gear. Um, Naomi kicks out of Lana's finisher the very first time she ever used it. That's that's good. That that, yep. that made lots of sense. Sure did. Um, but if I'm being realistic, um, you know, honestly, the match itself really wasn't that terrible. Like, I thought okay. it was going to be a lot worse. It was better than I expected it would be, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It, um, it exceeded
2: my expectations. Yes. But my expectation of it being negative 50 on a scale of 1 to 10 probably helped that along. Yes. I thought Naomi did not look great. Yep. Um, I thought Lana looked very... I don't know if nervous is the word or Well think about not it. at ease.
1: She's had one match on quote unquote WWE TV and that was like a ten woman tag. She had I think she's maybe had one match on NXT TV and she's done some NXT house shows. So this is really right. her kind of you know, first one on one, the match is writing on her, a lot of pressure on her shoulders type of thing, you know, in front of that big of an audience. So I totally get the nervousness part of it all. Yeah. Um, but I just, I thought the finish was garbage. I thought the finish was absolute junk, absolute garbage.
2: Oh, absolutely. But uh, you know what I meant with Lana, it's like she would do a move and then be like, uh, and then go and do another thing that that's all I meant, you know? And right. obviously, you know, not having the experience is a huge right. part of it. Oh yeah. No, it but is. I mean, this is like the title match. <laughs> I know. You'd think that, especially because it's her first real match, yeah, and they kept talking about it being her. You know, you'd think that they would really work at it, right? You know, come up with something for her, but who no, knows?
1: No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I smell what you're cooking. Um, then we had the debut of Mike Marina Canellis After that, uh, good for Mike De Good for Mike Bennett. He's a nice guy. I enjoy his ring work.
2: I, I do too but I don't like that they made him Mike uh, my yeah the the best thing that
1: uh, what's his face JBL said all night was he took her name huh
2: <laughs> yeah
1: um, yeah I thought that was a because, little bit dumb but
2: it doesn't make sense I mean I'm no, waiting to doesn't. see if they do something on Smackdown with them maybe but I don't know I I was excited when she came back I was talking to your cousin throughout the show, and he had no idea who she was.
1: He had so I was no idea trying. who Maria was.
2: That's he was asking me. I don't know Damn if it, he was serious. Paul, or
1: not. come on. <laughs> um, well, you know what though? She did leave the federation like seven years ago, and he didn't right. start watching until like six years ago. Start watching right. It, again.
2: Right, and so. even when he did used to watch, I'm pretty sure he stopped before she came in.
1: Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did.
2: So she yeah, be part of me.
1: that TNA era that he didn't care for—not total nonstop action, tits and ass.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, WWE championship match.
2: Okay. I did not like the placement of this match on the card.
1: Well, the only—oh, okay. Well, for I guess.
2: Reason. Go ahead. If you're gonna do the money in the bank, you gotta <laughs> have it before the title match, yeah. so that there's the possibility that in the head of people in. watching. Yep that something else might happen.
1: I agree. I do agree I, with that a hundred percent. And I think they I don't care done that,
2: you know, but I mean, obviously the, the best match ended the show, but
1: so I went into this match with the, the thought and view of, I'm not going to think about Junior Mahal's past. I'm not going to think about Randy Orton's past. I'm just going to watch this match. Like it's the first time I've ever seen either one of these guys wrestle in the ring. And okay. with that, because like it's like I think about like sometimes I go to an indie show and I have no idea who the guys in the ring are because I've never seen them before. OK, or maybe I've heard the name, but I've never seen them. And so when you don't have any biases, it's, you know, it's easier to enjoy it. So that's what I tried to do. I tried to go in this watching it, just appreciating this match for what it was. And I watched it twice for this reason. And I'm going to say that
2: you I watched actually it two times too many.
1: Nope. I actually like the match. I wasn't expecting to at all but I did. I liked the match. I hated the finish.
2: Yep, I did not I hated like the, the, the finish because of the finish. So
1: much passion that it completely took away the rest of the match. You know, if they would have had the Singh brothers interfere and they just would have thrown him out and then they rustled some more and then Mahal hit his p- finish and got the cl- you know the pin clean in the ring. Okay. But yep. the fact that Randy goes on a rampage, beats the crap out of both of them, puts one through a table, on and on and on and on.
2: All and while they, not getting counted out.
1: All while, exactly. All while not getting counted out. And then slides in the ring, takes a boot in the gut, and is finished, and that's it? No. I,
2: no, I called no, the finish. No, I was talking to your cousin. Yeah. At the start of the match, I said, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is somehow he's going to get outside the ring Tangled up with the Singh brothers. Yep. As soon as he comes back in the ring, it doesn't matter what has happened in the entire rest of the match. Yep. It doesn't matter at all if Randy Orton literally has beaten Mahal into a bloody pulp in the center of the ring who cannot even move because all of his bones yep. are broken. Yep. He's going to get up, he's going to hit his finish, and he's going to win one, two, three right in the center. And as the match is going on, he's like, no, I don't know. Like, it looks pretty close and that. And then it's, he's outside with the guys. And I said, here it comes. He goes, yeah. you sure? And there it was. And I said, well, that was super exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. And again, it's to prolong the feud that nobody cares about in the first place.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyhow, uh. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan of the finish, like, at all. Like, I agree with everything you just said as far as, like, as soon as he went to the floor, I went, son of a bitch, that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, not in, well. what you just said, you know, I, I said, as soon as he slides in the ring, you know, he's going to get hit with his finish or something, or he's going to go for the RKO, but he's going to reverse it at least. Like, he'll hold on and then lock him in and hit his slam. At least that would look kind of cool, but nope. Yeah. Kick him the gut, you know, freaking... The- Cobra Clutch Slam, one, two, three.
2: The only thing I think that would have made it mildly better yep. is if all the old guys outside just beat the crap out of the Singh Brothers.
1: Yep, that would have that made it a lot better.
2: You know, I mean, yeah. I could have dealt with the finish a little more if when they went after, you know, Bob Orton. Well,
1: did you see Sergeant Slaughter? Like, Flair stood up, but Sarge just sitting there watching. Just, yeah. He's on his own fucking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You know, you
1: know what I, I mean?
2: Like we had our issues back in the day. So.
1: <laughs> I hold a grudge.
2: You know? Yeah, I, I don't it, know. Would, it would have been better if they got involved and if Randy went out to help them and went back. You know, and he was a little distract. I don't know.
1: It, it doesn't. It's I can't stupid. even justify
2: it. It's all stupid. It's stupid. stupid.
1: <laughs> if you, if you stop the match right when he slides out the to beat them up and go, that was a pretty good match actually. I was surprised. Like, I, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed the match until the finish. But you know what? On a card, on a pay-per-view card, where there's one, two, three, four, five,
2: six, six seven,
1: seven well, matches.
2: Five announced matches.
1: There, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But you're still, you're watching seven matches, then there's the pre-show match, so there's eight matches, you know what I mean?
2: No, 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 pre-show was one of the seven.
1: no. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, I'm sorry. Six and seven with the pre-show. Um, and you have two matches where you have, well, you have two screwjob finish mat finishes, one uh, walkout countout finish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and essentially, the women's title match had a distraction finish with with uh, Carmella coming out. The only match that had like a clean finish in the card besides the pre-show cuz I didn't watch it is the match that didn't need to happen at all, which was Fashion Police versus The Ascension.
2: Yeah, now. Did they really just waste the entire build of the Fashion Police to give a 2-minute squash match against The Ascension?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah. The, Breezango
2: has been one of the most amusing parts of SmackDown for the past at least month their segments are great it's completely ridiculous you know and that, that's what makes it great
0: mm-hmm.
2: but you know oh who keeps you know who keeps attacking them? who keeps doing this and then you know they show the little video of the shadows yeah it's a two You're minute, like, oh, minute blow off huh, i wonder who this could possibly be maybe it'll lead to something exciting and then it's like oh well that was certainly something
1: yeah well it certainly wasn't.
2: You know, I uh, I saw a great tweet. Yeah. After that match, so that was like, you know, two years ago, this match would have been headlining an NXT pay per view.
1: Yes. <laughs> Probably. Think how I mean, like, think about it. Like, look how good the uh, look how over the ascension were in NXT. Yeah. Dominant they were as a tag team, and then I mean, I just I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Whatever. Uh, main event time. Men's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. So I took some. I have some bullet notes. I want to just bring out here. Okay. Of things I saw. So all right. So Corbin jumping Nakamura during his entrance was a good start because it builds kind of their feud they got going on, and yep. it jumps Nakamura from behind. He takes a beating. It takes him out of the match for a little while. I didn't think it was going to take him out of the match for thirty minutes. That's quite the recovery he had to go through. Uh, but.
2: Well, I mean, his entrance was like seventeen minutes walking down the ring.
1: Oh, once he came back out, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, he didn't do a big no, thing. It wasn't. He, he just he, power no, but, he still, but still. But uh, still. Cli- Ziggler climbing up over Corbin was kind of cool and unique. I like that. Yep. Um, the Sunset Flip the sunset flip powerbomb from Zane to Ziggler off the well, top of the ladder
2: was amazing. just
1: brutally sick and awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh, that looked so painful.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my other favorite spots was when Owens just turned and kicked Zane right in the dick. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Whatever you just classic Kevin Owens, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Styles hitting the DVD to Owens on that ladder that was bridged. Yep. 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 That was good. The
2: um, Sami Zayn with the the suplex on the outside.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that was awesome. That half and half. Yeah, that was pretty uh-huh. sick. Um, Styles falling from the briefcase onto his face in the ring.
2: Oh yeah. You know what? When he was holding on, I actually thought he was going to manage to unhook the briefcase. Me too. I thought that would have been sweet. Amazing.
1: Yes. Yes, I thought so as well.
2: The only part of that I wouldn't have liked is that they would have done it before Nakamura got into the match.
1: Right. Um, But
2: that would have been an amazing finish.
1: (laughs) When Nakamura got beat up and he didn't come out straight away, I knew he was going to return. When Baron Corbin was gonna was about attempt. to climb the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I knew that that I, was. And that was
2: also something I said to ball.
1: Yeah, but the fact that Nakamura took a while to get out of the ring, get to the ring, and then come running out, and they I, like they played his music, which I thought was hilarious. So they just him running out. Um, yeah. But still, that was pretty awesome. And then when he just went and kicked the crap out of everybody, and the mm. crowd is singing his music the whole time, it's just like oh, seriously. Yeah. Just put the damn title on him. He is money. Like, money personified. He is going to make you money as champion. He is probably the most over guy in the company right now, practically. I mean, it's crazy. But I'll tell you what, dude. I I was at work, and I just about lost my shit when you had that Nakamura-style stare down as they're looking through the ladder at each other. I had goosebumps.
2: When they started looking at each other. Oh, man. And they slowly pick up the ladder and move it to the side of the ring?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Oh, that was amazing.
1: Oh, uh, that was so, – and then I thought for sure like as they were like like kind of squaring off like they're going to attack each other, I thought for sure everyone else was going to run in the ring and stop them and prevent them from touching so they'd save that from them ever squaring no, off
2: type of my thing. goodness. Did they not tease oh. the greatest feud with these two guys?
1: Oh, instead they went at it. They went at you it. You know, that was – I, mean, I don't minutes. know how long
2: – it was maybe three, four minutes.
1: I don't know. It felt like an eternity of awesomeness, they were,
2: they were going at each other is the hardest I've ever seen people in the WWE.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And,
2: oh, my goodness.
1: And, like, and, that,
2: uh, that is your WrestleMania main event dude, right there.
1: Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. I was so jacked up, dude. You Give don't him. understand. I was losing my freaking mind. And then when Corbin came in and cleared them both out so he could win, like – I was so tremendously disappointed because but I he, was so emotionally wrapped up in watching the two of them fight, I was pissed that it was over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
2: Um again again though. I think he's the right guy to put it on out of that group
1: Oh he'll if, just if it, he'll just achieve that with like he what he achieved with the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle uh, Royal win.
2: I mean, but look, you're not going to give it to Nakamura or Styles or KO no. or Ziggler for some reason. Well, Sami Zayn was the only other person I thought it was between him and Corbin winning it.
1: I actually thought Kevin Owens would have been a good guy to win it because he's the arrogant prick that would do kind of like the Carmella thing. And but or mm. Sammy, I thought Sami Zayn would be great because everyone would just wait for him to cash it in finally <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Um, but Baron Corbin, I'm okay with it. Uh, to an extent because I don't see him as champion like I see him being a guy I, that tries to cash it in and loses
2: see I see him as being a um, like a, a quick transition champion right now where maybe you know at at some pay-per-view you know say the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series or something yeah. He comes out in the middle of the main event or right after the main event and cashes in. You yeah. know, wins the belt, and then at the following pay per view, dropping it in like his first defense.
1: Okay. All right. You know, I mean, something,
2: something like that. But um, yeah. there's one other spot for that match that you didn't cover.
1: Oh, I wasn't. Hold on. Hold on. Let me oh. see if I. All right. No, that. No. I read them all that I wrote down.
2: AJ Styles doing the forearm off the ropes onto Ziggler yes. on the Yes. That and was the awesome. the camera angle when they showed it from above. Oh, my goodness. What's up? It was fantastic. What's up, Ronnie?
1: Hey, Ronnie. Um, hey. Yeah, no, that was a pretty awesome spot. I agree with you 100% on that one, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they the six people in that match really were – I mean, they, they're like – easily the six best that are going right now
1: oh no doubt dude no doubt absolutely like there's there's no arguing there yeah no arguing there whatsoever um so Ronnie we just finished talking about money in the bank just so you know okay um so uh did you hear the rumor for uh battleground in july next smackdown pay-per-view the potential main event match huh no, uh, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal in a Punjabi prison match
0: oh, well, it's exciting.
1: gotta keep them Singh brothers out of the out of the ring
2: i I don't even let them be in the ring. They're no threat to anybody.
1: <sighs> isn't it ridiculous? They're
2: four foot six.
1: Isn't it ridiculous? They
2: could stand on each other's shoulders and they're still smaller than Randy Orton.
1: Allegedly bringing back the Punjabi prison match. It almost yeah. seems racist. Yeah.
0: You know? Well, yeah, I mean, it it his whole gimmick is sad. that, right?
1: He's Indian, yes.
0: Well, no, I meant like uh, like his whole gimmick is um, paying up to his heritage and whatnot right well
1: yeah but there's being proud of your heritage like bret hart was proud of being canadian but you didn't hear a prison match
2: <laughs> true true <laughs> well i mean the mountie did kind of try that with the boss man
1: um oh the one they had to spend the night in jail my that, yeah. when, I, when i was a kid i i loved it when the mountie <laughs> was being processed and the, yeah. the guards were give me your finger give me your finger and he's like you want the finger there's the finger and he flipped him off because i was just like oh he gave him the finger like i a kid i hadn't seen that wrestling before i got all excited who knew you know nine years later steve austin would make it his thing right anyways but so um,
0: it's, it, is it safe to say that this punjabi prison match will be better than the other punjabi prison matches
1: Oh, you mean the one that didn't have any Indian in it at all when it was the big show against right. Undertaker? Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, well, the next pay-per-view we're going to be treated to is uh, f- from Dallas, Texas, July the 9th. Uh, WWE, great balls of fire. And, and so far, they got uh, Brock Lesnar, champion, versus Samoa Joe, which I actually I'm pretty excited about that match.
2: Hey, that has the potential to be a good match.
1: Yeah. And then an ambulance match with Braun against Roman Reigns, which, I don't know, I popped big when Braun popped out on Raw Monday night, and then...
2: I I liked I, it I, until I like he stood on the back and raised his arms and gone,
1: well, And then, that's they, what showed he does. That. then they
2: showed that on the replay, like, 70 times.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I can see how that would get annoying and get <laughs> old.
0: <sighs> so, speaking so, of... So, what, what you're saying is Braun saved Brawl. Uh...
2: Yeah, pretty much the rest of Raw was trash.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I
1: didn't watch all of Raw.
2: So. Oh my goodness. I watched all of Raw. Okay. Yeah. And I have a big huge freaking problem with Roman Reigns walking out and being like, "Hey, I'm challenging for the world title at SummerSlam." And they're like, "Okay, he will get a title match at SummerSlam." And you're like, "What?"
1: Yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, that that's that's all you gotta do. Is that that's all it yeah. takes? Yeah, you
2: know, I mean, they've only had number one contender matches and all kinds of other stuff for you know right. weeks to see who gets to face Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. Right, but he yeah. can just walk out and be like, Yo, it's uh, I'm gonna it's, have a belt. Uh, it's my, my yard.
1: It's my yard, and I'm yes. the big dog. God, I hate him so much. I can't just can't <laughs> hate. I just hate him so much.
0: The, Maybe um, you guys already talked about it, but um, so. He can do that, but AJ can't revoke his rematch for the belt.
2: No. No, no, he cannot. Not allowed because Ginger and, and Randy Orton are having a they're having a thing. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um now my son said, which I'm sure you guys already covered this, but my son said that AJ and Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nux stole the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. they were they, were good. they were good.
0: They're like bit right there.
2: Yeah. What, yeah what you need to do ronnie i know you didn't get a chance to watch money in the bank yet put on money in the bank yep just fast forward right to that last match yep. yep okay and just watch that match because yep. nothing else in the card is worth spending the time that match it's about maybe 30 minutes 35 minutes
0: i was actually that's the only match that i mean i love watching it you know what i'm saying wrestling in the in general but that was the only one that has me excited. Yeah, every other
2: match had some kind of screwball finish that you're just like, "Really?" And then the next one would come, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, really?" And then the next one would come, and you're like, "Oh, come on with this already."
1: Yeah. yeah. We we went over that though, Ronnie. Go back and listen to the show. I will. When it posts. <laughs> I will.
0: You guys have been great.
1: You uh, don't even need me. Oh, no, no. We like having that around. <laughs> so, I okay. Uh, you know, I'm a, i i'm I'm a big uh, Matt Rustling, British wrestling fan, right? You guys know that. So yes. this past Sunday in Philadelphia at the Russell Factory, Chikara held the two thousand and seventeen or the first ever inaugural, there we go. Johnny Kidd Invitational Tournament. Now, Johnny Kidd was a professional wrestler from England. He wrestled there for years in the UK. Uh, Phenomenal, like Matt Russell, just one of the best there has ever been, you know, right up there with Johnny Saint and Jim Brakes and, you know, Dynamite Kid, William Regal, Zack Sabre Jr., all those guys like that. So they had this tournament, and it was hyped that it was going to be some of the, you know, eight of the best Matt technicians, you know, in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then they announced the brackets. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see here. That match will kick butt. Uh, That guy's not very good. That guy's new. That guy's pretty awesome. All right, he can go too. That guy's overhyped. And that guy, all right, yeah, all right. So, and I'll I'll explain those more now. So, the first match on the card is Zack Sabre Jr. against Mike Quackenbush. That match alone made me go, I'm buying a month of Chikarotopia so I can watch this, this show. Because I want to see Zach and Quack, too. Because they had one match against each other already that was spectacular. And this match was not good. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, the whole tournament was not good. Uh, like I said, really? the match,
2: last week you were so hyped for this.
1: I know I was. I know I was. <laughs> and it was so disappointing when I finally sat down to watch it. Oh, uh, it John, you know, like Zach Saber, Jr., Mike Quackenbush, they basically had like... Uh, Smiley, happy, you know, like, they didn't... They they didn't wrestle...
2: They're slapping each other for five minutes?
1: Well, no, but, like, they're, like, (laughs) doing holds and holds and reversals and counters and this and that and smiling at each other and kind of being foolish and this and that and everything, and then they got serious for a minute, and it's just, like, this is supposed to be, like, a quote-unquote prestigious tournament, and, like, you know, you're... The whole thing felt like half-speed. I mean, just, like, I was... was just It was disappointing, you know, and... And, and, like, Sabre Jr. gets a fluke win. Like, every match had a fluke. Every finish of the tournament was a fluke finish. It was like, oh, he caught him in a submission. Oh, he caught him in a roll-up. You know what I mean? Unexpectedly. Like, the matches just sort of ended. Like, the, the, there was no big hype. There was no build. It was just like, you know, the matches didn't tell a story. It was just... I, I just expected so much more and got so little. The next match on the card was Rory Gulak, who is who's the, you know, his brother's Drew Gulak, and you guys are familiar with Drew from uh, from probably the 205 Live and the Cruiserweight Classic and everything. Drew Gulak can wrestle. He's a good wrestler. Roy Gulak is not as good. And as a matter of fact, Roy Gulak is kind of not... I don't look at him and go, wow, he's a world-class wrestler. No, he looks like a 40-year-old man that doesn't go to the gym, even though he's 27 because he's balding Jeez. and he's got horrible balding haircut and he's got spaghetti arms and legs and he's just not – he doesn't look believable, like doesn't look like he's a threat. And then he rustled, he rustled Travis Huckabee, who is kind of a new guy of the Russell Factory. He's got a rustler's look to him of someone like from the British style. And I actually – the one time I've seen him live last – March in Kennebunk, yeah, I was impressed and I'm like, ooh, I'd like to see more of him and Limitless is finally bringing him to Maine for some shows and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But Rory beat Travis in another match friendly, like another match that were just a fluke all of a sudden ending and I'm, I actually like, that, that was the finish? Like, I had to go back and watch it to believe that I just saw the finish. Huh then the third match on the card was matt riddle against Halliwicket this would be the best match on the card and it wasn't very good um and then the next match on the card i mean matt riddle i don't know if you're familiar with him he's a former ufc fighter that went to independent wrestling and he's kind of making waves all across the country and the world if you will um with his gimmick i don't think you'll ever see him in wwe because i think he likes the the, the mayor jay Wanna a little too much um but you know he's a great wrestler very entertaining I love watching him uh, he's great in the ring and this was the best match on the card him in Hallow but even then like it was like it was too short and they mm. tried to put in too much in too short of a period of time um, that was the other thing every match was short like five minutes or less maybe mm. six or maybe six minutes so like you couldn't even really like to have a, a bat based wrestling match like Johnny Kidd would have or Sabre Jr. whatever You they, you need to go 20 minutes You know, you can't have a five-minute match because it takes time. When you have catches, catch trading-holds matches, you need 10, 15, 20 minutes to tell the story of the match and have a good match. And none of these matches had that. And then the final first-round match, this was probably the longest one. They probably went seven or eight minutes. It was uh, the uh, Chikara champion Juan Francisco de Coronado against James Mason. Now, James Mason is like a 24-year veteran of the of the mat game over in the uk he actually competed uh and part of a team of the british team or team uk in the tna world cup they did a few years back um he's been to the maritimes quite a bit canada whatnot um i i feel like this might be like it's probably his northeast independent debut if you will and uh, he's, he's a good hand in the ring. He's been around a long time. He's that traditional British-style wrestler. And him and Coronado had a decent match, but again, it had a fluke, quick roll-up finish. Um, and then they had a Young Lions Cup match with the Hermit Crab against Sil- uh, Silverhawk. And that went like three minutes and Silverhawk lost, so we have a new champion. And then round two happened, and Rory Gulak somehow beat Zack Sabre Jr., submitting him with his finish on a fluke. <laughs> saber Jr. Went, for, went to do a roll up and lean back into it, bridge back into it for extra leverage, and Gulak managed to grab him in like a dragon sleeper, and 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 it didn't even look like he had it sunk in, and Saber tapped, and I was just like, all right, well that was that was a that was the shits, mm. and, and then uh, Coronado beat Matt Riddle, and I just went, are you friggin' kidding me, like come on, and then. Uh, And, again, the match wasn't good. And then uh, they had a singles match with two Australians, Mick Moretti against Jessica Troy. That was actually the second best match of the show, and it wasn't that good. And it went about seven, eight minutes. And then we had a tag team match, the Tempora Boys, against uh, the Cyberhawks 2000. That was okay. Decent tag match. Didn't go very long. Maybe five minutes. And then the main event. And I'm watching it. And there's four minutes to go on the show. And they're still doing the ring introductions, and I'm thinking, huh? Maybe they cut this off for some reason. Maybe the timer's messed up. I I I, I don't know. Um, it was not. They rang the bell, and 40 seconds later, Roy Grulak submitted their champion. Whoa. Yep. I don't even know if it went that long. I watched Jeez. it. Tw- I couldn't believe it. I was so disappointed. Like you have a card that it's two hours and 20 minutes long. It shows. However, 24 minutes of that was the 15-minute intermission they took and the over eight minutes at the beginning where they just had the logo saying, it's going to start soon. And that was over eight minutes long before it actually started because it was like – all they did was take the live stream and just put it on there. You know what I mean? And then they had an intermission at the show, so they had an intermission at the, during the stream, but they just put the logo up. And the intermission was just over 15 minutes. The beginning was over eight. So you have a show that's less than two hours long. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have a ten match show that's under two hours long with ring entrances and a small ceremony for Johnny Kidd. Everyone's ring entrance, say it takes two minutes. That's 20 minutes of ring entrances. Now you have an hour right. and 20 minute show. You know what I mean? And it just hour and whatever 30-minute show uh, to have 10 matches, and that's you know that's 13 minutes a match. But they didn't go 13 minutes because you have the re entrances too, exits as well. I mean, it just it was disappointing. Like I was so disappointed. Like hmm. it, it sh- like if I would have gone to Philadelphia to watch this, I would have been pissed.
2: And that's the Phillies like. Do you think you- they're a hostile crowd if they want to be?
1: And it's it was your typical Chikara crowd, and the crowd was into it. But it's almost like it's almost like the Chikara crowd is into it because it's that they feel like it, an ownership to it. So they they're not gonna boo yeah. no matter what, you know. And right. the Russell Factory is cool. It's like they they've built their own studio to to air like they have an hour long show. It doesn't air weekly. It's like maybe a couple of times a month that they do live from the Russell Factory. They call it the Power Hour, so that's kinda cool. Um, you know, so I mean they're really building their own brand more than ever now with this Chikarotopia. But on the plus side, I am kind of excited about Chikarotopia because it's only eight bucks, so I'm gonna have it for a month. And I didn't realize what they had on there exactly. They have every Chicara show ever on Chikarotopia. And there's some stuff from when they first started out that I would love to watch, like some early stuff with Claudio Castagnoli or like they have Joe Schumannia nights one, two and three on there from 2011. I went to night two in New York and just north of Boston, but nights one and two, White nights one and three I didn't go to, but I can't, I'm looking forward to watching those. I text, I tweeted uh, Bryce Remberg who was the referee for Chikara. He refereed every match on that card, by the way. So he's the one that worked the most uh, Sunday. And I was like, I have Chikartopia now. What do you recommend as what you think is the the top shows? And he said, High Noon, which was their season finale of 2011, and King of Trios
2: 2011.
1: Okay. And funny enough, the Joshimania shows were in 2011. So (laughs)
0: I'll
1: be checking out 2011. Oh, and I'm sorry, one more thing. There was no commentary to the show at all. Really? Yeah. I thought that was That's... really odd that there was no commentary at all in the show.
2: Yeah.
0: So,
1: there we go. Sorry, I just did all the talking for a few minutes there.
0: No, no, this is actually about that, though. Like, if it didn't have so many screwy finishes, yep. would you have enjoyed it more?
1: No, the matches weren't good. Like, the matches, just like, they weren't enjoyable to watch. That was what was so disappointing about it. Like, you're looking at Zack Sabre Jr. against Mike Quackenbush, two of the, like, arguably two of the greatest, like, Matt Russells in the world. I mean, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live to this date involves Zack Sabre Jr. against Chris Hero. Another one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live was Mike Quackenbush against Reckless Youth, two out of three falls match back in 2003 at the Portland Expo. I mean, like... And Mike Quackenbush, you know, like, almost every match he's in is a great match. You know, like, he and uh, Drew Gulak, back in December, or, yeah, back in December, I think it was, uh, they had a match, or might have been in November, but, end of November, no, it was definitely end of December. They had a match, uh, they went 20 minutes, they put it on, they, like, they brought, they, they, they put it on their Facebook feed for free or whatever, like, live, and I watched it. And it was like Drew Gulak's last match in Chikara. And it was like an unadvertised match, dark match, whatever it is on the show. And they went 20 minutes, and it was fantastic. I mean, you watch that, and you go, look how good Mike Quackenbush is. Look how good Drew Gulak is. And then when they're hyping, you know, like the opening round matches, Sabre Jr. against Quackenbush, I'm like, that should be the tournament finals. This shouldn't be the opening round match. And then it's just so unsatisfying. It wasn't even like I built the hype up my own mind and was let down. It was just ah, it was very unsatisfying. The whole show was like I couldn't believe it.
0: Huh. That's disappointing. It is disappointing. You know, because like Aaron said earlier, you were like hyping it last week, so.
1: Yeah, I was excited about it. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to buy this. Like, I'm going to buy an iPay-per-view, you know? And I don't buy iPay-per-views. But I'm buying that one. Hmm. Oh, hold on, here we go. Per, oh, Jesus. Per WWE SmackDown Live, General Manager Daniel Bryan, Tamina, Natalya, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Carmella will compete in a second Women's Money in the Bank ladder match next week live on SmackDown.
2: Oh, thank goodness
1: but it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because the first time ever when they did it on pay-per-view, they tarnished it. So it doesn't matter. And if Carmella wins again, then it's going to be completely redundant.
2: No, you know what? They should have a second briefcase. So now you have Carmella with a briefcase and somebody else could win a briefcase.
0: Yeah. And then it's just craziness. And it's and it's Carmella with the asterisk briefcase like they did back in the old days like the yeah. million-dollar belt, you know, as the, as the belt or whatever. Not yeah. the million-dollar belt, because that's a bad example, but... Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, Carmella's dang, briefcase dang. says she can go against the Universal Champion, so it's going to be Carmella you know what I...
0: versus Brock Lesnar at,
1: at yeah.
0: Survivor Series. <laughs> there is something I'm excited about this week, though. What's that? It is. Cassis Ono versus Aleister Black on NXT. Even though oh, we've not, seen that yeah. before.
1: I've seen Tommy End against Chris Hero before. So, I mean, the potential there is pretty yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after the Johnny Kidd Invitational Tournament, I'm yeah, not going to to that. up.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. But, like, everybody's, like, uh, what I've read on social media is, like, this is, ought to be great. This ought to be great. Not knowing that they have wrestled before and uh, Chris Hero and Tommy End. Yeah.
1: Mm. And, so, uh, and also that the match was recorded like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, weeks and, ago. <laughs> Yeah, and everything I've heard about it is the fact that yeah, well, right, it's yeah. pretty damn good, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's kind of um, cool that I'm, 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 it's cool, and I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I thought maybe they should held off on this one because, you know, once Bobby Roode goes up, you know or whatever then that could be a main event at a takeover well you could still do that
1: you could still do it because I I understand what you're saying Ronnie I I do but I think NXT does a great job in like they'll have this match and it'll just make you want to see another match you know what I mean it'll make you want to see the return match because there's a lot of fans out there that have never seen these two guys wrestle against each other
0: Mm, right right
1: just like Nakamura and AJ Styles, like
0: which is a shame.
1: Right, I mean, like their their match at Wrestle Kingdom uh in 2016 was really awesome. So <laughs>
2: I, I believe um, you mean phenomenal.
1: It was phenomenal. It was pretty pretty damn. Although Okada and Kenny Omega have just killed it twice this year, and uh, Kushida and Will yeah. Ospreay. And the uh, Super Junior Tournament Finals, oh, that was pretty phenomenal
0: itself. Omega and them um, round two was phenomenal, and it was a different style of match altogether. So you got the feeling like all over again, almost.
1: You know, you're absolutely right. Omega and Okada yeah. 2, first they went the 60-minute time limit draw, which you never see those anymore. So that's awesome in itself. And you're right, it was a completely mm-hmm. different style of match. But they still told a phenomenal story. One of my favorite spots in the whole match was the timing was just unbelievable. But it was such a simple move. Uh, Okada had Omega set up to do the, uh, you know, the, the flip out for his Rainmaker clothesline. And when he spun Omega out and he went to hit the clothesline, Omega just fell down, like right. he just fell forward on his face. And but in doing so, like Okada missed the big clothesline. And like, kind of threw himself halfway across the ring from the momentum of throwing his arm for the clothesline, and the timing was just so perfect on it. But it just told, uh, just a great story of how drained Omega was and how worn out he was, and you know, he just collapsed. And and it just, I don't know, I just, I loved it. And it tells you how like, how hard Okada was swinging for that clothesline, how much force he had behind it that it carried him across the ring when there was nothing there to stop his momentum and everything. So,
2: just I don't think, know. Yeah. Like. Two years from now, yeah, they'll both be in um, WWE pay-per-views, having four-minute matches that are like
0: comedy-related.
1: Probably. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks. And their biggest thing will be on Talk Is Jericho Talking Shop. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord.
1: (laughs) So, um, this Friday night, Lowell, Massachusetts, I'm going to Best in the World Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Nice. Um, yeah. that, I know but I talked Cody about it last week. Going...
2: yeah and I'm still mad I can't go
1: <sighs> but yeah like you're saying Ronnie Cody Rhodes Christopher Daniels world's championship and I think we're going to see new champion
0: new yeah. champion and that'd be awesome the match itself should be awesome but yep. seeing the belt switch yeah and yeah. seeing Cody Rhodes it win takes
1: his first that world championship yeah yeah, I'm pretty excited. Pretty
0: excited. Ten. <laughs> that's on that. That's on that card, too.
1: Say again, you cut out.
0: Oh, uh, there's a lot of matches that are exciting.
1: Yes, yes. It's yeah, a very whole stacked whole card. card. The whole card is pretty awesome, yeah. The whole card is pretty, pretty damn awesome. I mean, everything from. You know, uh, Kishida against uh, Marty Squirrel for the belt to the uh, Dalton Castle and the Boys against Bully Ray and the Briscoes uh, yeah. War Machine against uh, Young Bucks the strap match between Hangman Page and Frankie Kazarian uh, Jay Lethal against Silas Young I mean, no, it's, it's a stacked night of wrestling. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. So um, I kind of, if you guys are, want to, I, I would love to chat about the new WWE unreleased DVD that's coming out this September. Yeah, heck yeah. Never before seen matches from 1986 to 1995. And uh, have you guys taken the time to look over this list at all?
0: <laughs> I sure did. Ronnie? I, I have not.
1: Okay, all right. I so, mean, I,
0: I know some of the matches that are on there, but I haven't yeah. seen the full roster of well, these. <laughs>
1: It says there's 45 matches, plus there looks to be like little talking segments here and there and everything, and like it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, cool. I think
2: it's three three DVDs.
1: It's a three DVD set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's but that's I mean that's but you know what I've noticed? There's no Blu-ray advertisement at all.
2: Well, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> Which is I'm a, sure
1: well, there will be. Well, no, I actually read a thing uh, a month or so back from uh, Wrestling DVD Network. And they were talking about how WWE looks to be getting out of the Blu-ray division, which seems weird. Because, you What's know, Blu-ray thing? is... I think we just lost Ronnie. Yeah, we did. Because Blu-ray is, uh, you know, it's the high definition. It's, right. But then again, none of these matches were shot in high definition, so what's the matter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. You know, these were all shot before they went to high def. So, but I hope they don't well, stretch it on the all, screen. Well, these were probably all.
2: They were probably all shot on film.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. But they were probably also fought in the 4-3 form, shot in the four three format. Right. You know, like the old. So I hope they just put bars on the side. I hope they don't stretch the the picture on the screen.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But anyhow, so real quick i mean most of these matches are either pay-per-view rematches as we go later in the cut yeah
2: or or like warm-ups
1: or warm-up matches whatever but like i have a hard time finding a match on here that i'm going like oh whatever i mean just starting with big john stud king kong bundy and bobby the brain heenan against the machines big machine super machine and hulk hogan machine
2: Mm -hmm.
1: from baltimore in 86 and then macho man randy savage against page morales also, night 86. I don't. Is that supposed to be Savage's debut in the in the fed? I wonder. Debut match? It, I didn't look it up, but I, I I feel like it is.
2: I'm not sure to be honest with you.
1: Sounds like it. I mean, the 86. No, because no, because he had a match at WrestleMania two. So it couldn't have been because he had a match right. at WrestleMania two, where he defended the IC title. So he was the IC champ at this point. But anyway, so I'm curious. I don't care why it's on there. It's Pedro Morales. You know still in his kind of in his prime before they made him a job guy um yeah. december 86 hulk hogan and roddy piper against paul Orndorff for harley race um that just sounds awesome yeah uh you know i mean if there's any of these you want to expand on please do
2: sure
1: uh the dingo warrior against uh jose estrada from june of 87 so that'd be the warrior ultimate warriors debut. Ultimate warriors. i'm assuming yeah yeah so that'll be interesting to see And then, uh, you know, I don't remember this happening on TV, but obviously, you know, you know the feud. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage against the Honky Tonk Man, the Heart Foundation, in a handicap match from January of 88. Yeah. So Hogan's still champ. It's before WrestleMania. It's right after the uh, Macho Man face turn. But we never saw this match on TV anywhere, did we?
2: Uh, Not that I can think of.
1: Yeah. Um a very young Owen Hart against Barry Horowitz from March 1988
2: yeah that I'm looking forward to a lot
1: yeah um, this WWE Championship match uh, Randy Savage against Andre from the house show April of 88 um, I think I've seen a couple of those already I think if you can go on the network they have one from Madison Square Garden or something like that so whatever okay. um, the powers of pain against the demolition, demolition? The tag yeah. team title match that should be pretty cool
2: yeah, it's going to be a, a hard-hitting match.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Um, This is one match that I'm very excited about. April 4th, 1990, 1989, Glens Falls, New York. Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and from the stories that you're hearing now about yeah. how Andre did not like other big guys. Yes. I'm really interested to see, to, to really watch the match and see if you could see anything going on in there.
1: Well, see, Stud and Andre, they had matches. Like, I remember the Coliseum Home Video Steel Cage match. Right. You had the WrestleMania 1 Body Slam match. You had some tag team matches, you know what I mean? On and on and on, where you had Andre against Stud, when Andre was the babyface and Stud was the heel. And then when Andre turned heel and then John Stud came back, they never had a match on TV. You had the Saturday night's main event where Big John Stud came down and made the save. And Andre was on the outside of the ring because I remember the visual of like Bobby Hayden looking up, seeing John Studd come out and being shocked. Right. You have the Royal Rumble match that the, neither one of them were in at the same time, and then the only interaction you saw between the two of them was at WrestleMania 5 when it was supposed to be Andre against Jake Roberts, and Big John Studd was a special guest referee. And during Roberts' ring entrance, Andre attacked Big John Stud from behind and started choking him with the strap on his singlet. Right. And and the match basically got thrown out and never happened. So I'm really excited to see these two guys in the ring where Andre's the heel and Studd's the baby face just to see what happens.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So that, yeah, I was pretty, that was one of the matches that stood out. That I was like, ooh, that's awesome. Um, that same night, Macho Man Randy Savage against the Ultimate Warrior
2: see that one I'm very curious to see because this is like two full years before their you know retirement match at Wrestlemania 7 Yep. so you know I'd like to see Wrestlemania 5 era Macho Man go against the Warrior
1: absolutely absolutely I'd like to see how different it is
2: you know I mean I'm sure the Warrior is still probably a mess but Macho Man always had good matches Yep. You know, I, I think
0: their <laughs>
2: I think their match at WrestleMania seven was one of my favorite on the card. Not not just for oh, it, the ending well, with not just but this, yeah this, no, with that, but I think the match itself is probably the best I've seen the Warrior have. Maybe their SummerSlam
1: match. You know, I would agree with that. But actually, think about this: Warrior and Hogan really wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. But yeah, Warrior versus Hogan was a good match in itself.
2: If you watch back though. Yeah. How much of the Warrior-Hogan match was like a test of strength?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. You know? No, no you're absolutely right, actually. Um, not to say actually like you're not normally right, but... Some <laughs> yeah, no, people go, well, I'm not going to lie. I really didn't like it. Well, why would you lie about it? I, I hope you don't lie. <laughs> Tell me the truth.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay, so I'm a, I'm actually kind of... Okay, June 6, 1989, Madison, Wisconsin, Dusty Rhodes... The American Dream versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I saw that exact match two days prior, June 4th, 1989, in Portland, Maine. Mm. My first ever WWE show, so I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, July from 1989, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Hillbilly Jim against Haku and Andre the Giant.
2: Okay, here's the first match where, where I don't think I care.
1: I'll still watch it, because I want (laughs) to see... Because I just want to see the team of Billy Jim and Jim Duncan.
2: Bobby Heenan's guys. I would watch Haku and Andre together.
1: This is really one of the first, like, Matt collections where I'm going to sit down and watch every match from... Like, I'm just going to watch beginning to end. I'm not going to jump around at all. Um, Right. Like, some of the other compilations they've put out in the past that I've bought, I have skipped matches here and there, but... There's really not a single match on this on this DVD that I don't want to watch. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Moving on, still in 1989, Brian Adams, which they felt the need to put Crush in here, like we didn't know who it was, but okay, versus <laughs> Barry Horowitz.
2: I mean, was he Crush at that time? I don't think no, so. Right? He
1: was not Crush at that time. He would just right. would have been Brian Adams. Um, yeah. Earthquake Evans against Paul Roma. Now, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up. Is that Earthquake?
2: Should be, right?
1: Or is this Paul Roma's debut against some jobber named Earthquake Evans?
2: I, to be honest, I don't know.
1: I'm going to have to do a quick search right now, which you think I would have done this before, but I didn't. So you get to hear me <laughs> do my search live.
2: Yeah, Earthquake, earthquake Evans, Evans, Evans is John Tenta. John
1: Tenta, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, the Rockers versus the Powers of Pain from January 1990. I, I feel like that's going to be good.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what? Powers of Pain were okay. Yep. You know, they, they were big guys who did a lot of power stuff. They didn't move too fast. But I think seeing the Rockers against that is going to be really good.
1: I'm just excited to see all these house show matches. I'm really curious who's going to be doing commentary for the matches. Like, are we going to get, like, Gorilla Monsoon? And, you know what I mean? Like, who's going to be doing the commentary, I guess? Because, like.
2: Michael Cole went in and redubbed. Oh,
1: Jesus H. Christ. If that's the truth, I'm going to watch <laughs> it on mute.
2: Well, I mean, because house shows, who's going to do commentary on house oh, shows? But,
1: that's, but the thing is, were these house shows or were these TV tapings? And they just never aired these matches. Or they were dark matches on the TV tapings or something. You know, there's really yeah. an easy way to find that out. Just go to the history of WWE.com and look up one of the shows. So, like, for instance, uh, they have two matches on here from January twenty third, 1990 in Fort Myers, Florida. The first being Andre the Giant and Haku against Demolition for the tag team titles. Right. And then the second being... The Ultimate Warrior against Macho King, Randy Savage, the WWE Intercontinental Championship. So we're getting two Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior matches on this.
2: Yeah, and this one was right before WrestleMania Six. Yep. So, interesting. Yeah. Y- you know what? You never really thought that the two of them fought much before their big feud. Well,
1: think about this. Like, I just most recently was doing some research on ladder matches in the WWE. A house show ladder matches because of this dvd which we'll get to later there's a couple ladder matches on there that i had never heard of and razor ramon and shaw michaels leading up to WrestleMania 10 probably had 20 plus ladder matches at house shows from january of that year going forward
2: i mean it makes sense because that was really like the first big one
1: yeah but
2: I you mean, know like, so I mean they gotta get used to working with it and everything right
1: right 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 but it's just like holy crap you know like I don't know it doesn't matter let's see here january twenty first was the Royal rumble january twenty second they did a big TV taping in miami and january twenty third wrestling challenge taping uh primetime wrestling taping let's see here. wow that was a huge tv taping so i bet you these were dark matches
2: right
1: i bet you these were dark matches on it i don't want to read the results so i'm going to get away from there but i'm just curious who we're going to get like i bet you we'll get some gorilla monsoon we'll probably get some tony shivani we'll get some bobby the brain heat jesse ventura i bet i don't know i'll be mm. interested to see. or maybe we'll get no commentary whatsoever who knows uh so that that wraps up disc one uh, disc 2 It's not going to be Michael Cole Jerkface <laughs> uh, We get uh, Hulk Hogan Against Earthquake From Syracuse, New York April 3rd, 1990 Also that night Million Dollar Man DiBiase Against the Big Boss Man And then This This one actually I think is kind of interesting From August of 1990 In Providence, Rhode Island We get Mr. Perfect And Ravishing McRude Against the Ultimate Warrior And the Texas Tornado
2: Oh yeah You know what I think I said this before Kerry Von Erich Was one of my favorites Back in the day Oh yeah yeah, and I, you know, this is probably leading up. That that would be leading up to, I guess, maybe the Survivor Series, this when Mister so Mister yeah. Perfect's team was against the Warriors team, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: So maybe this was kind of leading the way, you know, building towards that. Yep. So that, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really good match.
1: It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it does. Um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, October 30th, 1990. The Legion of Doom versus Demolition. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious if that was their first ever encounter. That'd be pretty cool if it was. Yeah. Uh, And then January 8th, 1991. War Eagle. Tatanka. Tatanka? Yeah. Yep. Versus Dale Wolf. Meh. And now here's another one that kind of surprised me. (coughs) Blindfold Match. Rick Martel versus Jake Roberts January 29th 1991 in Savannah Georgia
2: So I guess that that was before he sprayed him in the eyes
1: It's got to be around that time I mean I, I don't I think he sprayed right? I don't know but I mean they had Cuz it was that match. was
2: WrestleMania 7 which is 91 yeah. right yeah,
1: yeah but but uh, Jake was out quite away quite a while before that happened but I don't know I'm just surprised they would rehearse a blindfold match on a house show but huh and I wonder if this will tarnish I mean, as far as blindfold matches go, you're probably not going to do much better at all than that WrestleMania match. I mean, right. it was pretty awesome the way they did that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sid Justice versus The Million Dollar Man, Ted in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, July 8th, 1991. I probably don't care much about this one.
2: Huh.
1: Uh, and then a casket match, The Ultimate Warrior versus The Undertaker.
2: You know what? That could be really good.
1: It could be. That...
2: That was Didn't they have the casket match at SummerSlam? Um No, it wouldn't have been SummerSlam. No, no. I don't know when they had the casket they match. They had their they had the feud. I actually, did they have a
1: casket match?
2: Didn't they? because I know they he built locked that I, know, he, I like, know Jake Roberts was poisoning him I know and they The locked, Undertaker they he were putting in, in the casket. In like, yeah, they didn't have a match. Because it would like, be weird to do, like, a casket match at a house show if you weren't building to something.
1: Well, I feel like...
2: Unless it's just kind of taping.
1: I feel like... Warrior got fired before the match happened type of thing.
2: Hmm. Maybe.
1: You know, like... That's a... They had a body bag match.
2: That, you know what? I think that's the one I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, I, I really... I. I don't think they ever actually had a casket match. They had a body bag match. They had a match, apparently, at SummerSlam 92. But I don't think they I ever think actually had excellent. a casket match against each other. I think probably the, the program finished first or whatever. I do remember the body bag match, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. Um, Rick Flair versus Roddy Roddy Piper, October 1st, 1991. So one of Flair's first matches. Oh, in
2: that the That's got to be a great match.
1: I feel like it's got to be. I mean, both guys are, uh, you know. Um, Okay, so this one, I don't remember this at all. And they even have a segment called, Who is Mr. Madness? And it's Jake the Snake Roberts versus Mr. Madness from Springfield, Mass, November 1991. And it says Macho Man Randy Savage. I don't remember... I'm guessing he was in a mask? I don't remember any time when the Macho Man was under a mask for any reason in 91.
2: Was that... No, that wouldn't have been when the Cobra had eaten his arm, because because he retired at WrestleMania that year, and at SummerSlam that year was when he got married, and I don't I don't remember him wrestling later that year. I thought he came back the year after, but I I mean obviously I'm wrong because here he is in the fall, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't there's there's like a promo video online apparently that you can watch, which it's the Undertaker and Jake Roberts with Paul Bearer, and I guess they're wrestling Mr. Madness and Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious about that because I don't ever remember there being like a Mr. Madness gimmick in uh, the WWE.
2: Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah checking his wikipedia now and there is an entry for mr madness in his wikipedia <laughs> that's it huh it doesn't talk about it all it just says mr madness anyways so that will be interesting yep. um all right so here we go springfield mass november 12th that same night wwf championship hulk hogan versus Ric flair why wwe put them against each other on house shows and never on a pay-per-view I'll never get it
2: yeah well oh, the
1: timing wasn't right they told oh, fuck you the timing wasn't right um Piper's Pit with a Brooklyn Brawler uh Bret the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog June 30th 1992 bring him to New York so you know a couple months prior to their famous SummerSlam match yeah um Bret the Hitman Heart and the Ultimate War against Papa Shango and Kamala hmm. Uh the Undertaker against Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm actually interested to see that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Bam yep. Bam is so underrated.
1: Massively underrated. Massively, massively underrated. Um, this next match I'm so excited is on here from Augusta, Georgia, March 9th, 1993. The Toxic Turtles against Tommy e. Stevenson and Ron Preston. That's right, Timmy and Tommy Turtle. I, I think I think one of those guys was George South.
2: I don't remember.
1: Oh, dude! It's when they were trying to like they were they were the Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah. Oh no, that I remember. Yeah, I, I think one of them much. was
1: George South. Um, disc three, the Undertaker against Giant Gonzalez house show. So I'm actually excited to hear see that after hearing the uh, uh, what happened when? Uh, what happened when the
0: uh, something to wrestle
1: something to wrestle with? Where they talked about how much Undertaker hated working with the Giant Gonzalez the only match I remember them seeing have each other on TV was the Wrestlemania match other than like run-ins or whatever right so I'm pretty excited about that Uh, Kip Winchester and Brett Colt the smoking guns versus Barry Horwitz and Reno Riggins
2: Man, Barry Horowitz is all over this set.
1: He was the guy that it's like him and him and uh, the 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 Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi. You know, those were, when they brought new people in, that's who they put them against to see how they could do because they trusted them in the ring. You know, but yeah, this is practically a Barry Horowitz appreciation set.
2: Yeah, I mean um, that's got to be. This is at least the third match he's been on.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Intercontinental Championship match, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect. I pray oh, hope this is better goodness. than their WrestleMania match. Because I oh, think yeah. the WrestleMania was the first time they ever wrestled each other, so I'm hoping that this match makes up for that. Um, okay, I'm excited about this one because it's in my home state. Portland, Maine. May 5th, 1993. The Taz Maniac versus Skippy Taylor, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty.
2: Why do I not remember the Tasmaniac? Taz? For obvious reasons. I I don't remember him being the Tasmaniac.
1: I remember being the Tasmaniac in uh, the Savoldis promotion, ICW. I remember being the Tasmaniac in ECW. But uh, I never knew he had a tryout match at WWE. So uh, that same night, uh, Brett hit me hard against Yokozuna. Um. I, I, just so, I care so little about this match, but whatever. Hulk Hogan and Brutus the fucking Barber Beef King <coughs> against Money, Inc. Uh, guest referee, Sergeant Slaughter.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, Lex I mean, Luger. They had, was,
2: didn't they have a bad WrestleMania match? Yes, they did. Yeah, so yeah. no, thank you.
1: I'm sure it's not going to be made better by Slaughter, but whatever. Uh, Burlington, Vermont. Lex Luger versus Ludwig Borga from 93. Interesting. Yep. Uh, February 1st, 94. Macho man Randy Savage versus Crush. Now, if I'm not mistaken, is this not prior to their uh, what they would now call a Last Man Standing match that they had in at WrestleMania? Or is this yeah, after? I, no,
2: because yeah. February would have been before, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm, I'm, you know, this here, I'm actually pretty excited about this next match from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, October 21st, 1994, the WWE Championship, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Jim the Anvil Neidhart.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one of the matches when I was just first glancing at the the thing, and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to see this match.
1: Absolutely, because for whatever reason, these two guys somehow never faced each other previously, and, or at least not that I'm aware of, in a one-on-one match?
2: Yeah, not that I can think of.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and this is when like, Brett's champion. I mean, yeah, so this is, for this me, is pretty cool.
2: I, I was never a big fan of Jim Neidhart. I mean, he served his purpose in the Hart Foundation, and I yep. got that. Yep. But I I always like the, you know, they've known each other for so long that he's basically inside his head kind of matches.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So I, I think that, that that would probably be absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, I don't see how this could be bad at all. Well, I mean, obviously it could be, but I just... Yeah. I feel like this would be a good match. Uh, And then, this is what I meant earlier. uh, Two ladder matches for the Intercontinental Championship. The first, May 16th, 1995. Jeff Jarrett against the British Bulldog.
2: Interesting. Never
1: never knew Jarrett had ladder matches in WWE. The next one, Jeff Jarrett against Razor Ramon from June 5th, 1995 in Struthers, Ohio. So that... Those are kind of interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler and Hakushi Say
2: this listen. was the other match
1: yep July 26 I, I think, 1995 yeah
2: I think when I looked at the list I messaged you I was like when did Bret Hart and HBK tag together Ah, uh,
1: never that I've ever been and, aware of
2: and how awesome is it that Hakushi is in the match because he's awesome
1: yeah, I actually, is one of those underrated guys who was really good. I remember at an In-Your-House, one of the early In-Your-Houses, Hakushi and Bret Hart had a great match uh, against uh-huh. each other. Yep. So, um, yeah, this should be actually pretty damn cool. Um, and we we'll, might even get to see a pile driver out of Jerry the King Lawler because that's you know back when they let him do that. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, this is the last match on the card, which is Steel Cage, the WWE Championship, Diesel versus Yoko. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is I'm um, hopefully I can find it on the site. I should have looked for it up earlier, but I don't know. I got an I. I uh, there's another listing of matches, and essentially uh, it says were 13 extra matches just added to the WWE unreleased DVD content listing. And basically, what it says is here is last week we received and posted the full list of content WWE has and works for the unreleased DVD, which we will now, which we now know will be filled with 45 exclusive matches. As news spread online, our listing was spotted on a few other websites with several extra matches, including one on PW Insider, which is usually a pretty reliable website. That's me saying that. And it had 13 more matches listed, and. Right now, they have not not been able to confirm that these are not present, other than the fact that they are not present on the list that they had. But these maybe are Blu-ray extras that they haven't released or talked about. I, I don't know. But okay. I'd like to just talk about these real quick, because these are all, like... I don't know. I think I would be pretty excited if these were on here. Uh, going all the way back to 1998 or 1988... Hulk Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow against Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase at a house show in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Interesting. And then in 1989, October 2nd, Steel Cage, Randy Savage against Hulk Hogan. Awesome. And I don't know if that'd be Big Blue or Steel Nash or whatever it is, that, but it's a house show steel cage match, so it's got to it's got to be Big Blue. It's got to be great. Yeah. Uh, June 10th, 1990, Rick Rude versus The Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Uh, June 1st, 1992, Papa Shango versus The Ultimate Warrior.
2: They, you know what they had a decent feud
1: they did they did uh, July 20th 1992 apparently this is Ultimate Warrior Appreciation Day Kamala and Papa Shango versus Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior that's a very unique mix of four supernatural eccentric guys you know yeah uh, from Worcester Mass one,
2: one of them who's amazing and three who are yeah.
1: yep yep pretty much uh, September 1st ninety two. Kamala versus the Ultimate Warrior jeez October 27th, ninety two, Ultimate Warrior versus Papa Shango.
2: So <laughs> are, two are, are you Papa sure this Shango isn't like versus, well, a bonus disc to go on an Ultimate Warrior collection?
1: I don't know, right? Uh, April 5th, ninety three, The Mad Monk, a.k.a. Friar Ferguson, Bastion Boger, you know, Mike Shaw yeah. against Bobby Young. The Harris Twins versus Dale Wolf and Tim Patterson from April 5th, 1993. Uh, you know, eventually they would join the disciples uh, of apocalypse or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, and then Phoenix, Arizona, April fifth, ninety three, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect. Okay. Portland, Maine, May fifth, ninety three, The Harlem Knights, aka Men on a Mission, versus Mike Bell and Tony DeVito. Uh, June sixth, nineteen ninety five, Shawn Michaels versus Jerry Lawler, and then July twenty sixth, ninety five, Fantasio versus Rad Radford. Hmm so you know like they said here maybe these are penciled in for a blu-ray extras um or maybe it was something that was planned earlier who knows Um, but they're they're saying these are unconfirmed so uh, it'd be interesting either way it's a set I'm buying
2: yeah now that um when was the Fantasio match
1: the Fantasio match july 26 1995 in ronnie's home area of st louis missouri
2: so so he had a second match
1: oh yeah he had more than one right it
2: wasn't he had that one on superstars like early july
1: yeah he had he had a couple matches he had some house show matches that one tv match but that's about it hmm um July 4th here just in a few weeks uh, the Fight Owens Fight Kevin Owens Story DVD and Blu-ray is coming out I'm picking that up I can see that yeah I'm going to be definitely picking that up and uh, August 1st the Kurt Angle Essential Collection is coming out I don't know if I'm going to pick that up or not if it's just a match listing probably not hmm. um, and then September 5th is this unreleased set we were just talking about so yeah 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 so that unreleased set looks pretty damn fun
2: yeah it does look like a lot of fun
1: looks pretty good anyhow so uh anything else you'd like to chat about
2: no there's nothing I can think of other than how much Ronnie's internet is terrible
1: yeah I know he was already like cutting out and then then he was just gone and we just went on, you know, like, uh, like, a, like, we didn't even skip a beat.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we're fucking professionals.
1: Pretty much, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so are you actually gonna watch, um, SmackDown tonight? Yeah,
2: I'm. I don't know, like an hour in.
1: Oh, you're watching it while we chat.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, no, I was watching before we chatted. Ah. Uh, I, I've watched the first hour of the show. I got up to...
1: Oh, so you guess, saw that uh, the rematch for the ladder match announcement. Oh, no.
2: That was oh. not announced
1: yet. Okay.
2: Even though Daniel Bryan said the first thing he's doing on SmackDown is he's addressing that. He was in like a couple quick little backstage segments. Okay. That's about it. All
1: right. Well, there we go then. Um, yeah. So... Oh yeah, Naomi is gonna give Lana a shot next week at her title because she's a fighting champion and she didn't like. Uh, she doesn't want anyone to say that it was only the Carmella's distraction that allowed her to to win the win the match. I guess she should have catched in that Money in the Bank last night, huh? <laughs>
2: so my my guess is Carmella is gonna come and distract her again. Probably,
1: dude. Freaking, they have Shinsuke Nakamura against Dolph Ziggler again.
2: It was better.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll it check was,
2: it out. My my issue with SmackDown that I have so far is uh do you care if I tell you what matches? Oh you're reading what matches are. Yeah, right? I'm
1: reading it right
2: now. Oh okay. Um they had Big E against one of the the shit twins. And um yep. that match, when it goes to commercial, they show it during the commercial. Dolph Ziggler and Shinsuke Nakamura it goes to commercial and they don't fucking show it during the commercial.
1: <sighs> Why not? Why the match you want <laughs> to see? I don't know. Um, maybe it's because the Nakamura against Ziggler match went like 16 minutes and the Big E match went like five. So you know they figure if you cut to commercial, this match is going to be going on for another eight minutes when we come back. You know, So maybe, maybe that. But still, the if
2: if they're Showing stuff during commercials. Why wouldn't you show stuff that people want to see?
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just trying to think. You know, maybe that's what their logic is. Didn't I say. Mean, I didn't be. say I liked it, but.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, Kevin Owens opens an open challenge. He yeah, that's that's
2: the part I just got up to.
1: Okay, I won't tell you then.
2: Good. Yeah. Uh, he as as you called me to make this to record this. He was uh, about to walk to the ring.
1: Well, there we go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you'll see in a second. You'll see in a second. What What'd you think of Big Cass turning on Enzo last night?
2: Why? I mean, do they they have nothing for Enzo to do? Because you know as soon as he loses the matches to Big Cass, he's not going to ever be anywhere again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently they don't have anything for Enzo to do set him down to 205 live maybe i don't know
2: maybe you know but it, it doesn't make sense like why are you splitting them up so soon
1: yeah
2: you know i mean i i get that they think big cast is going to be a huge star
1: and i and, think you will maybe. be too but why are they turning him heel you know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't make well, any sense. Like if you have Enzo, the one that's doing if Enzo's jumping Cass, if Enzo's getting big show to be the, you know, to help him up, help him or whatever. You know, if Enzo's being yeah. the you know, the little bully because he's tired of living in Cass's shadow or whatever on and on and on or you know, Cass is like looking out for him and he's like, "I don't need you and this and that." It makes more sense. Why are you making Cass the baby, you know, the heel in this? Why is not, you know, Cass should be the baby face. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know why they're know. building Kaz up? So that way they can have someone else to throw at Roman Reigns, you know. with Reigns is the big bad uh, babyface, and
2: or, or at heel. Strowman because he's almost as big.
1: And Strowman's basically a babyface because he beats up Roman Reigns. And no one well, that, Roman Reigns.
2: That's the thing. Like everyone on Raw seems to be a babyface except for the Miz and Samoa Joe, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty so much. So
2: maybe that's maybe that's why they have Casses
1: as well, a heel Roman Reigns is supposed to be a baby face right
2: but I mean he gets and, booed like Cena gets and, booed so and, it doesn't matter what no, he is no
1: that's not the same Cena gets booed because it's cool to boo Cena people boo Roman Reigns because they just fucking hate him right um and probably some people do hate Cena I don't know what do you think about him being a free agent who can jump from show to show huh way to spread him around
2: yeah no that's some serious bullshit
1: yeah I think so uh recently um
2: You know, if they're gonna do that, you may as well get rid of the fucking Universal Championship that hasn't shown up on TV and just have one World Champion that goes between the two shows.
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, crap, I was—I had something to say, now I've lost it.
2: John Cena being a free agent.
1: No, oh, um, Daniel Bryan recently did an interview with uh with a uh, Sports Illustrated and he talked about his uh, he talked about his returning to the ring in it and basically what he said is is that uh, wrestling is where he get if, he, he is a creative person wrestling is where he expresses creativity and it's hard for him because he hasn't found anything to replace his love and passion for that not you know not his wife being and kid. alive not, not his <laughs> wife and kid well, according to him, his doctors say he's okay to wrestle again. It's the WWE doctors that say no. So basically, he's biding his time for his contract to expire, and then I guarantee you he's going to Japan. He's going back to Ring of Honor. I don't know if we'll see him on the independent straight away. He could have a very high price tag, but I guarantee he's going to Japan. He's going to be in New Japan Pro wrestling. No doubt about it. He's going to be and, on Ring of Honor, I bet.
2: You know what? I I feel for him. And as much as I want to see him back in the ring, yeah. I think the WWE is doing the right thing.
1: See, I don't know. I don't know if they are. I don't know if the WWE is just doing a big CYA thing because they don't want a lawsuit on their hands or they don't want but, anything else because they're a publicly traded company and they're so
2: but that's, prominent. That's, this that's and the that. thing. Look at what's happening with football in the NFL. Yeah. Look at what's happening with like all the other former wrestlers that are trying to get together and sue.
1: Yeah, but none of them have he, any legs to stand on in court. But they, this is Every the one of them lose.
2: He has documented concussion issues. Yep. Information is coming out now about how bad that is for you. Right. You know? It's not like he's had one concussion in a in a 30-year career. Right. And they're being, like, a little cautious. He's had many of them. He's even admitted. He's like, I have no idea how many I've had. You right. know, I'm sure I've had some that I just worked through. Right. You know, and right now with the current, with everything going on, WWE can't happen in the ring.
1: No, and I agree with it, and I, I and I understand, but like, that's why I'm saying like,
2: I I, I you get know and, WWE's and wherever doing
1: a CIA type of thing.
2: Wherever he ends up, that is going to be a heck of a lot of insurance money. You think so? I think so. That I mean, it's. New Japan's got the money for it. I think that is probably why he wouldn't do a lot of independents. Yes. Because there's no way they could afford it.
1: I mean, and that's the thing is I don't see him going on the scene. I don't see him taking a booking, you know, at little –
2: You don't see him in PWG?
1: Well, possibly. I feel like PWG would be the exception. Hmm. I don't see him taking a show in, like, Maine. Oh yeah. Like I don't care how big Limitless is, I don't think we're gonna <laughs> see Daniel Bryan in Limitless wrestling. I mean, we did see Cody Rhodes, but I think for for Daniel Bryan, if he's wrestling a certain style or he's 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 being a certain way, I don't I don't see him uh taking those type of smaller independent bookings. Right. I see, I can see him doing PWG because it's one of the larger promotions. I can see him doing like Rev Pro in the UK or Progress definitely see him doing New Japan uh, definitely see him doing Ring of Honor I don't see him going to TNA whew that would be a coup for them though even if he just showed up for one match you know Yeah. Um, but yeah I can understand why he wants to get back in the ring and obviously this time away of him just sitting home and healing and resting and exercising I guess will be is beneficial to him right In the long run, I mean, look at Shawn Michaels' back.
2: All it takes is one awkward fall.
1: No, I get it. I get it.
2: You know, could you imagine he goes to TNA? They're super excited, and he has a match against Alberto Del Douchebag, who stiff kicks him in the face once and ends his career. (laughs) Yep.
1: No, I get it. Ah, I get it. I get it. Hey, don't forget this Friday. Uh, uh, Glow is released on Netflix. Yep.
2: I am very excited about that. Cool. The one, the one consolation to me not being able to go up to see this show with you guys.
1: Is you gonna sit up and watch Glow?
2: Is that once, once my kids go to bed, and my wife is still at her school's graduation, <laughs> I will be sitting and watching Glow.
1: That sucks. It really does suck that you can't come. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we had that extra ticket and Lowe's a little bit a little bit further north for you than halfway. No, it's not that bad. But it's not that bad.
2: No, I could do that drive. No, yeah. Not a problem.
1: That would have kicked ass. Yeah. We'll still have to try and figure out some sort of thing. Yep. All right, brother. Well, hey, I will uh, – I think that's it. Sounds good to me. Cool. Uh, so you can you can talk to us on on Twitter machines or on the Facebook machines or whatever. I'm um, I'm at Superstar Mel on Twitter.
2: I'm at Aaron Esbell. Ronnie is at, at No Ron, Internet Collective.
1: 316. Yeah, no internet connection. That's him. <laughs> at uh, yeah, at no <laughs> dropped call.
2: Uh yeah. <laughs> no, he's um, Ron. 16.
1: Uh, the show is at. Uh,
2: 1000 holds pod
1: that's right it's, it's wait
2: I got it right the one, first time
1: the word thousand the word holds <laughs> and the word pod it's a really long name and essentially you can't tweet much after that so <laughs> by the time you put in that handle mine Aaron's and Ronnie's you're pretty much left to going, hey guys and then you maxed out your characters so
2: no didn't twitter change it so that the names don't count towards your your typing now
1: Oh, I have no, I, have, I have no idea. I,
2: I know they were supposed no to do that. I'm pretty huh. pretty sure they did.
1: Well there we go. You learn yeah. something new every day, and today I learned that. So yeah. Thanks.
2: So now you can forget something else that you knew. Oh god, I hope not. you don't do that? You don't I'm everything not an, you uh, learn uh, try and forget uh, something else?
1: I don't think I'm that guy. Could be. I mean I'm not saying I remember everything, but I don't think I'm that guy. Gosh, I hope not.
0: <laughs>
1: what is wrestling again? No. Anyways, uh,
2: it's yeah. that thing we get upset about.
1: <sighs> I know, and I hate. It's too. a like, shame. We how you know, hard we, did we work to be positive? You know, like we well, didn't want to be the last, like everybody else.
2: The last few weeks, we've been we've been doing pretty good, but this like. Yeah. Oh man, it's just there. There was so little good about the pay per view and about Raw, and so far, SmackDown's been oh, eh.
1: Dude, like, I watched Money in the Bank, and I was so sad after. I was like, at least I have the Johnny Kid tournament to watch. And then yeah. I watched that, and I was like, yeah, man, "That too? <laughs> what the frig? I mean, if I like, usually like, if we got a Ring of Honor pay per view and a WWE pay per view, okay, I'm gonna get some satisfaction. If we got a New Japan show and a WWE show or whatever, okay, I'm gonna get some satisfaction, dude. Yeah, I got no satisfaction. It's a shame. At all. Yeah, I swear to God, if somehow this Ring of Honor pay per view I'm going to is bad, I don't know what to tell you. I
2: can't you, imagine. You know what's gonna okay, happen? What? It's going to be like a some weird storm, and that three minutes into the first match, like, not only does the power go out, but something happens and, like, it fries the circuits
1: yeah. so that
2: there's no way to get stuff back up and running.
1: Damn you for saying that. They best be putting on, they best be putting on a whole house of dark matches for us then.
2: Well, you know what? Now I'm glad I'm not going so I don't have to see the show in the dark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. So that's it. Thanks, everyone.
2: And you're welcome.